Boom. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. We don't have a name for it yet. I just realized that. We we hit record and don't know. It's true. Yeah. J and J? J and J. No copyright infringement. I tell you what, let's workshop that. Uh, We'll start with introductions. And this is our first podcast together. Uh, My name is Joshua Floyd. We're in the Exit Realty Southern Studio, which is my own personal podcast pleasure palace. That's that's exactly what that is. Love it. It's not like, like a pleasure palace when I walked like, in here. Did you like that? I looked you in the eyes when I said that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have our pants off? This is yeah. weird. I don't know. Anyway, I'm joined by Jacob Gidry. Nice Ooh, to meet everyone. Yeah. Nice. And we're doing video recording as well. So hopefully we can put this out. Let people see what we look like. You're welcome. <laughs> Ladies, guys, uh, just kidding. I'm married, so yeah. <laughs> it's just for me. That's right. So, guys, wait, no, still okay, whatever, man. It's cool, but yeah, no. So, we wanted to get together because we both like doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love doing podcasts. I can sit here and talk all day, even if we, even if we weren't recording. I just like the sound of my own voice. I'm one of those weirdo people that do that. Okay, are you the same way? You like the sound of your own voice? You're a comedian, so. Not really. No, it's so hard it's for me to go back and watch my my <laughs> material over again. Maybe yeah. I think it's just because I'm very uh, I'm very picky. So whenever I go back, really the only, only time I hear my voice, I mean, I hear it whenever I'm up on stage, right? But that, like, I'm in the moment. I'm not even really paying attention to it. But if I go back and rewatch like video of it, it's just so hard because I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you just intestinal hardening cringes. Exactly. Just, yeah. Mm. That's me too. Yeah, for sure. I dabbled in uh, stand-up comedy. No, nobody needs to know that, but I'm going to throw that out there anyway. I dabbled, and I, I, w- I put my pinky toe into it, mm-hmm. and uh, I pulled it out. I pulled my pinky toe out. I've been gonna- meaning to ask you about that. How come you did that? <laughs> I'm going to put it back in. I just mm-hmm. did literally, you know, at this point in my life, I'm so busy with kids, marriage, job, you know, all this other stuff. Plus I, I, I was doing a lot of painting last year mm-hmm. I couldn't have any more hobbies. I, and it's not something that I was going to make money off of. And so like, I love it. I really do. I love being up there. I love the attention. Do you oh, yeah. I just need people to listen to me for like Absolutely. five minutes straight. <laughs> it's so nice. So I don't get that at home at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It was fun. And I do want to get back to it, but it was just like, I kind of, I kind of got to a point where I was like, man, this is going to take more of me than I have right now. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to come back to it, but gosh, I respect the crap out of people like you that do it all the time, dude. I think it's awesome. It's like, I live vicariously through you on Facebook where you're like, Oh, I'm over here in Austin yeah. or I'm over here in Shreveport. <laughs> you don't sound like that. I don't know why I'm making you sound, sound like Tally from yeah. South Park. <laughs> Everybody on Facebook sounds like that too. Yeah. Oh, I'm over here doing this now. Isn't that cool? You want to see it? Nope. <laughs> most of time, most time yeah. the answer is a hard no. But yeah. for you, it's cool stuff. Thank you, Keep man. It I up, appreciate man. that. <laughs> but uh, so how long have you been doing comedy, man? I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. Uh, so I hit four years, I think December 28th. Dece- it was like was. December 26th, 27th, 28th is whenever we did our first show. Wow. At OB's. So it's been four years. Wow. Uh, I just had a picture pop up actually on Facebook that I shared. I went to Baton Rouge and did an open mic at a place called The Station. And okay. I'd invited all my friends that were over there. It's just like a big group of us. And I remember looking back at that video specifically. And that's why I hate rewatching my <laughs> videos. Because I was like, I knew... I did, I did this. The, have you ever heard me do the president's joke where I talk about I like impersonate all the presidents, say if you were in the classroom with them? No, I think that's a new one. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. I've, that's like one of the that's first jokes ones? I wrote. Oh, yeah. OK, OK. Well, so, I, I haven't seen it. 
So I would I would do that joke, and I remember doing it, and I was like, yeah, this joke is killing. It's doing super well. And I rewatched the video, and I was like, <laughs> I messed up all the words. They were just being so nice to me. Oh, God. It's so fun while it's while everybody's happy and laughing. Right. And then when, when that faucet just turns off for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it is painful. It is a painful time. But you don't have that. I've been to your shows. I, you don't really have – like, you're pretty – like the laughs are consistent. Mm-hmm. Like they're every few, you know, like every joke gets a good laugh every, you know, so yeah, you might not know about it, but like that last time that I did stand up mm-hmm. was my first time that I, that I got, uh, just really, I got wrecked. I was, that was so bad, dude. And it was, it was just bad because of me. It mm-hmm. wasn't anybody. I can't blame it on anybody else. It was just, I messed up. It wasn't good at all. Dude, it happens like that, yeah. man. Those are character building. Do you I, ever put a joke together where you're like, this is going to work. And then it just does the opposite. That like that was for me because I was like, I've got a closer that I think is topical. Mm-hmm. And I think it made me giggle. And uh, my wife said, don't do it. And so I was like, that's usually the ones that I like the most. Mm-hmm. So I was going to try it. Mm-mm. Nope. Didn't work. So I had this joke. And so I tell it now, but I tell a different version of it. And the joke is in the first part, I'm saying how like, you know, I'm, I'm 25 and I just got health insurance. So I go to urgent care because uh, my stomach's upset. And uh, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I got it. My stomach's upset because I went to uh, Panda Express, got some mm-hmm. Kung Pao chicken. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm feeling really upset, but I look up at the TV, my favorite movie's on Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, a panda saved me, you know. I like it. Yep. So and it got you into that mess, too. Yeah. So yeah. it got me into that mess. So I was, <laughs> well, the original version of the yeah. joke is a true story that happened where oh. I, I got COVID mm-hmm. and I went to urgent care and I was feeling very sick and I looked up at the TV and Kung Fu Panda was on and I was like, wow, you know, the Chinese may have gotten me into this. <laughs> The Chinese are helping me through it. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. So I did each one of those jokes individually, and I was like, "These are these are good jokes." Yeah, and then it just it wasn't, and then people didn't like it. It was either like too harsh or like too whatever. But then I put them together, and I was like, "What if I compare the two? Because I know the reaction I'm going to get from both of them." Mm -hmm. So it's like, so I do the first one. And then people, and I'm like, every time I'm like, what a cute joke, right guys? And then that gets like some laughs and like yeah, people yeah. start to get on board. Right. And I'm like, got an edgier version. You don't want to hear it. And then I'll tell the other version of the joke. Yeah. And then it's just like, people kind of know it's coming, but there's still like the tension and the pressure. They're right. like, oh, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. <laughs> and then it, and then it hits. And then it says that honestly, I've the past, like probably five out of 10 times I've told that joke. Right. I have gotten. Uh, like claps from the joke, and I'm like, nice. I didn't, I didn't think I deserved that. You That's know? great. But it was cool to to for that to happen. Yeah. Do you ever take a good joke and you bring it to a bad audience? And like, do, are are there such a thing as a bad audience, or do you only take it on yourself to where like, if it didn't work, that was on me? Because that's that's how I do it. Like, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, I just tend to throw things on myself. Yeah. But uh, but is there? I mean, you've done enough audiences at this point. There's got to be some variation there too, though, right? That's part of it. Yeah, there is. A, a lot of people say there's no bad audience, and I think that's just because okay. that's the mindset that you want to have because right. in, it really is up to you to make sure that things go well. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's just like any other interaction. 
like, you know, people who do podcasts for a hundred episodes, they're going to have some episodes that are bad. It's just because you're not in the mood. For or like sure. it's, it's hard to get, the, you know, the, the energy going. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sometimes crowds are just like that. Right. So that, I've, I've had that happen before. I did a show and like it, every something little can happen that like shifts the entire mood of the room. Right. I did a show in New Orleans and I did like maybe my first two or three jokes and then my mic went out. Oh no. And then, so I had to get another <laughs> mic. So then I like lost the audience. No and momentum. momentum. Yeah. 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 And then the people who were laughing like the most at everyone sets throughout the whole thing were like, all right guys, we're leaving. Bye. And then they all just left. And then after that, like all the energy was sucked out of the room <laughs> and I'm doing my best. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I know I'm doing my best right and I've on. got like good jokes, then I know like, Hey, it's, if the crowd doesn't mess with it, that's it is what it is. Right, Sometimes right. that just happens. They're, not everybody's going to mess with you. That's good that you don't internalize it, man. It's yeah. good that you could just like let it flow off the, you know, let like water off a duck's back. That's yeah. probably you got to have thick skin, I'm sure, because there's always going to be okay. So like from my perspective, more of as an audience member mm-hmm. to a comedian, what do you want from me? Like, do you do you do you need me to laugh every time? Do you want me to give you gratuitous laughter? Is that the same as like a real belly laughter? Or, and I probably already know the answer to this. You want me to interact? You want me, am I part of the show? Do do you think that's fun? Uh, no, (laughs) I think universally we can all know that you're not part of the show now. You're not part of the show. (laughs) And I hate when people like whenever I do the rules at my, at, uh, at my venues that I do them at, I'm like, Hey guys, I always say the same three rules, the same word. Right. Like, hey, uh, silence your cell phones. And while they're silencing their cell phones, I tell them the other two rules. So I'm like, silence your cell phones. Uh, no talking. You all paid to be here. Mm-hmm. You paid for us to give you a show. We're going to do that. We're going to give you a good show. But if you talk, it disrupts the flow of everything. Right. Also, no heckling. All right. Yeah. If they don't. I had a. I had this girl. It always happens. It's always the (laughs) drunkest person at the show. And then they get so upset that people are calling them out. Yeah, yeah. This lady one time, (laughs) she was wearing like a big hat and just like very like country look. Mm -hmm. And she looked like Lainey Wilson. Okay. So I called her Lainey Wilson. And she, she kept like hollering out. And like in between people's jokes and everything else, just like messing up the flow of the show. And she came up to me and was like, why is everyone talking to me? Why are they being mean to me? Why won't they? I, I'm just sitting here enjoying the show. I'm oh, like, no, wow. you won't shut up. That's your problem. <laughs> Honey, let me fix you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. Right. You know, I think uh, TikToks with a lot of crowd working comedians, though, have partially given, uh, you know, crowd members, dumb ones. They think that that is part of the show now because Mm -hmm. those videos on TikToks, you know, the ones with the douches that are like from the crowd, those get a million like views. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You did what? Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of giving them the wrong impression of like, oh, this is what they want. It is. Yeah. But it's not. Just officially, we can say it here. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I love. I do because that has affected. Like, we'll sell tables at the shows, and sometimes at the front, the front tables, nobody wants to sit there unless right. it's like people who have been to a lot of the shows before, and like, or it's it's people who really love comedy. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to sit up at the front because you're going to get messed with. Exactly. Obviously. Well, they yeah. they they have that perception that they're going to get messed with. Oh, no for matter sure. What? Yeah. And Which it, is a 
kind of fairly accurate. It is. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna get messed with. Yeah, yeah. If I sit in the front row, I'm called Moby. I'm called. There's, there's always. They're always messing with me. Yeah. Do you, you don't know who Moby is? They call you Moby. You're too young. Yeah. Like Moby Dick. No. <laughs> Moby. Anyway, you know what? Moving on. God dang it. This Mo- is a generational podcast. Obviously, <laughs> we talking Tim and Moby. The uh... yeah. No, it was a one name musician. Okay. Called Moby, who was like a techno artist who was bald. And so that's why they would call it because I'm bald, follically challenged. I don't like the word. I don't Sorry. like the B word, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not with the hard D. It's a safe. I'm ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about heckling. It made me laugh earlier because at the, because <laughs> I got to follow uh, an actual comedian, which sucks. Uh, Joshua Jordan. Yeah. Who is so freaking funny, dude. It, he was, he was awesome. And he was great that night as he always Very is. funny guy. Super yeah. funny dude. And so I get up there and did the opposite of good. And I think I did so poorly. I put a lady off of Josh's in general. Cause when I sat down, she just goes, <laughs> no more Josh's. <laughs> I, <remember that. laughs> I was like, well, it's not fair. That's not fair to lump me in with all of them. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can't just have one bad Josh. You know, the other one was actually pretty good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair to him. To be anyway, fair, I want to apologize to that Josh for my job. Like that was not fair for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> apologize to Joshua Jordan, but fuck that lady. But also, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it, she hurt my feelings. It's okay. It's okay. In all honesty, <laughs> we're all joshing up there, you know? Thank you. Maybe yeah. she meant no more jokes, like in general. Well, what maybe a she was world. against jokes. Yeah. We're, we're against her. We need to find this lady. I will find her. If no. you're out there. <laughs> we have a particular set of skills. That pay a particular set of bills. Yeah. He should have said that. If he ha- if that, it would have been a better, it wouldn't have been better. That would have been stupid. It might, it might have been. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we'll call Liam Neeson after this. We'll let him know. Just go back and fix it. It's fine. Yeah, go back and no fix problem. it. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Taken four, <laughs> still on the table. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why Have not? they not done a four yet? No. Okay. No. Right on. He's old AF now too, though. I didn't realize when yeah. he did Schindler's List in 1991, he was mm-hmm. 41 years old. Yes, he was already. Yeah, he was already kind of middle. No, no, that's super young. Well, he was. That but just still, put it into perspective yeah. for like 2009 when he made the first take. Because that feels like a million years ago. Right. Schindler's List. Yeah. I, I wasn't even born yet. Wow. What year was that movie? Because I probably was. 91. Oh, for sure then. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, six. Yeah. Yep. And I, I watched it at that time. And uh, it was probably not good. No, I didn't watch it. You didn't time. watch it? No, my parents aren't going <laughs> to let me watch that. I actually still have never seen that movie. Me either. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. I don't like movies going in that I know are going to make me sad. Yeah. Like, if I know I'm going to, like, not not even just, like, horror movies or whatever, like, sad. You know, The mm-hmm. Sound of Freedom was one. Did you, you hear about that? It was, like, the child oh, yeah. trafficking and stuff. Yeah. I knew what it was about. I didn't want to watch it. I don't want to be yeah. sad. I know this. I know this exists. There's nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we watched it, and guess what? Tears. Yeah, maybe sad. <laughs> I mean, god dang it! Like, uh, so no more sad movies for me. Top three saddest movies of all time. Go. Okay, Sound of Freedom because that's fresh in my head. Okay. Um. Oh, what was that one with uh, Gilbert Grape? What's eating Gilbert Grape was pretty sad with Leo. Yeah, yeah, that was really sad. And then. Uh, Oof, dude, uh, something that made me like cry. Oh my God, the whale. 
I don't need. I okay. The what? Have you seen that? I haven't. I know. Oh I know what it's God. all about. And that was another one. I knew it was gonna make me sad, and mm-hmm. I put it off for a long time. But everybody was like, "It's amazing. You got to see it." They're not wrong. This is a damn good movie. Brendan Fraser freaking killed in that movie. Well, literally, he died. But he did. that's what I heard. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert. Had you blubbering? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a. It was just a heavy topic. Um, anyway. <laughs> But no, it was good. And like, I think anything, what, what, what gets me are things that I can identify with mm-hmm. when it's a kid or like a relationship with a child or like even like a parental relay, something like that. Or dude, like if some, if somebody's got cancer or something, cause like, That's I know people that have died, you know, like mm-hmm. it for my family. So like things like that will hit me a little bit harder. There was a movie called, I forget what it was called, but it was with Joshua Jackson where he gets diagnosed with cancer. He goes off on like this motorcycle trip. Mm-hmm. I, I had to watch it in parts. Like it was just too, like, it's just too sad. You know, yeah. I was like, dang. But anyway, is that the what motorcycle diaries? Is mm, I don't believe it is. Motorcycle diaries is a good movie. Is that a foreign movie? Yes. Okay. With, uh, go, uh I know I've seen it. It's a great movie and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. What about you? Saddest movies. Let's go. Let's bring this podcast Dude. right down. Um, I was <laughs> jo- these jokes. I was joking. I, <laughs> this this movie it has something to do with this. I was joking with my uh, grandma. We we go out to dinner at my grandma's every Wednesday, and uh, I was messing with her. And somebody somebody asked if they'd ever seen. It was another World War II film, and then I mentioned Saving Private Ryan, and she was like, "Oh, uh, she was like, I can't watch those kind of movies. You know, it's too much for me." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I know." Uh, comedy movies aren't what they used to be and <laughs> and, and, they, and they, it took them all a second and they just they just kind of lost it no no yeah. joke but uh saving private ryan somebody throw sure. a pie yeah <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to our world war ii veterans that are watching right yeah sorry too soon there's not any no, no. <laughs> it's not too soon no <laughs> um <laughs> saving private ryan uh man oh dude inside out me and my okay. whole family watched that together. And when the, the imaginary friend like leaves himself behind, yeah. we all lost it. Yeah. For like, like we, we had to pull out extra tissue boxes so we could each have one. Yep. That was a tough one. Um, and then dude, saddest movie of all time. Another one where someone gets cancer. I think it's mm. called the sound of dancing in the rain. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's a movie about like a, it's like one of those movies where like they have a dog, the dog like talks to himself and he's the narrator. He's voiced oh, by Kevin Costner. Okay. And then the dad is the guy from uh This Is Us. Like the one who plays the dad in like the in the past. Gotcha. Can't remember his name. He was Rocky Balboa's son in Balboa. Okay. The one okay. that he does the speech to. He's like, yeah, you yeah. get back up, you know. Yeah, it's not about how hard you get hit. That was actually a really that was good, good impression. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I went and watched that movie. With my girlfriend at the time in the theaters, it was like just us two, and then another couple that we knew. Yeah, and the whole time I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like b- bursting down my face. Too I much. cried the entire <laughs> like from thirty minutes in to an hour and yeah. fifty five minutes in. I was bawling, and she had no idea because I was just like <sighs> your man crying, man like crying, internal. trying to suck the tears back up through the ear to, through my eye ducts. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I do. If I watch a sad movie, I like angle my chair away from my wife because mm-hmm. I don't want her to see, you know, that I'm not super tough. Right. She's got this obvious like 
super strong idea of me. Yeah, superhero esque. Obviously, yeah, you're, you're snapping. <laughs> and I don't want to break that for right. her. Yeah, dude, I stepped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll cry, I'll cry very quietly in my chair and I'm just like, the kind of tits up, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is. I'm not afraid to cry. This is what it is. I just yeah. want to. I just wanted to break that idea that she has of me. Okay, this is another one I was going to mention because mm-hmm. we're just on the topic anyway. Yeah. Up. Oh, dude. Oh my! In the first five minutes. First five. The rest of the movie, you're probably fine. Yeah. Good lord, you're not going to get through the first few minutes of that movie without crying. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. We're going to take a short break. You first pause. No, no, no. But uh, so, okay. Let's get back to uh, let's let's get back to the comedy, man. There's so much going on that's in this town that you basically brought about, which is awesome. Thank you for doing that because it was a desert of comedy for a really, really long time. Because what's I mean, I guess you got to find things that are funny here. You know, like you got like, <laughs> not a lot exactly. Um, like not a lot. It's a lot of dark humor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Charles, you come for the casinos and stay because your human trafficker is not ready to leave yet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I tried doing some local jokes one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told a joke. It was we we did a show at Crying Eagle at the brewery, and I was like, "Hey guys, y'all could have gone anywhere else. Like, I could have gone to the block party that they're having." Yeah. And I was like, "Isn't it great?" What McNeese can have when someone's not embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, oh. that's a, ooh. I was like, what, is she, is she fucking here? You know? Is that your mom? Shut yeah. up. <laughs> that's awesome. That's dude. That's part of what's hard for me on comedy is like when li- you got to step outside of real life sometimes mm-hmm. and just like be like, okay, there's funny things out here. Even I mean, because, you know, stuff goes up and down or whatever. And I know. I think everybody struggles with like, you know, just sometimes just you getting up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so uh, as a comedian, not only do you have to like get up, you got to go find like the joy and humor and everything on top of that. Do you draw from real life or do you feel like uh, made up stories are easier or like where do you get a lot of your inspiration? Uh, real life stuff. Yeah. That's where most of my stuff has come from like an experience I've had. And I'll like, what I do is like most experiences I have, I'll like, I'll call up a friend or do something like the next day mm-hmm. and I'll tell them about the experience and then I'll see how they react to it. Yeah. And then I'll like tell a few more people. And if like I get right. laughter from a few people, then normally like I'll start to tune the joke as I'm telling people. And then I'll bring that to the stage and tell it there. Gotcha. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I do how I come up with jokes and stuff like that. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so are you putting yourself purposely in situations like networking or talking to people that you wouldn't have otherwise solely mm-hmm. or not maybe solely, but like for the side purpose of building uh, material Is I've, that, or do you, are you just kind of always thinking that or, or not thinking about that and let it happen just completely natural? I used to think about it, but now that's just like, that was my personality whenever I was younger. Yeah. And then it kind of like got shut down, like, you know, in like high, high school, college, just kind of like learning and figuring out myself. Right. And being okay with still being that kid. So now I just feel like I'm a kid. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just having fun 
and just being like, you know, having fun, making sure I, f- I found that the value that I bring to people and mm-hmm. what I'm going to make money off of is being a fun person to be around yeah. and creating experiences that people want to join. A little bit silly, maybe. A little bit. Very yeah. silly. Yeah. Very okay. Silly. All right. Craig Robinson is one of my favorite just comedians, actors. Mm-hmm. You know, just I think he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a podcast where he was saying that before he would get on stage, he had to sort of connect to the silliness. He had to connect mm-hmm. to the silly side of it and get up and pl- and be playful and like kind of connect to that. Is that is that how you feel too? Like you have to... I guess you kind of get into a character, but he he called it more like, or at least as I remember, he called it like connecting to that silliness. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think the best thing that I've done to get ready before a show is being in the green room or wherever the other comics are. Yep. And if they're people you like, that's a big thing in comedy. People like being around people that they like. Yeah, yeah. Because that means you're going to be funnier because you're in a better mood. And it's like, it's, it's the whole purpose of what we're doing. Right. So I've had, those those are the, some of the best shows I've had have been where we're chilling in the green room and we're just like busting balls. Yeah. Or yeah. just like, you know, telling jokes. Or just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Not like, not like it's different. If you like try to do a joke in front of comedians, they're going right. to be like, the fuck are you doing? Are you doing a bit right now? I can hear the bit. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if it's just like a natural, you're just telling stories, like you're just talking, like right. getting to know each other. That was my favorite part That's of awesome. going and doing the comedy was like, uh, I mean, besides, I like getting on the stage and stuff. That's super fun. But mm-hmm. going and talking to the comedians beforehand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes afterwards um, was so fun because I felt like no matter what else happened in there, if I can make them laugh, that's more important to me because they know what funny is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And sometimes like I thought breaking balls is okay. I think you got to be, you got to wait a little bit maybe because like I think I might have broke somebody's balls a little early in our relationship. Really? And it might have messed something up. And I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about that, but I am an overthinker also. Yeah. He probably never thought about it again. Let's hear the story. I'm not going to tell it. Come on. I'm not going to tell it because I don't want to, I don't want him to be upset with me. If he's not, then he'd be like, wait, why are you even thinking about that? You know what I mean? Then we make it weirder. But it was a lesson to me that maybe I need to like, like ease into it a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. let's, let's establish a rapport. Yeah. (laughs) You can't go straight to breaking balls. I mean, some people can, I don't know that I'm one of those people. I think, I don't know. I don't think people would, people take me too seriously a lot of times. You know what I mean? You think so? I don't know. Maybe they're taking me too seriously. I don't know. I really don't. Interesting. I never thought that about you. Thank God. Yeah. Well, that's good because you shouldn't because I don't take me all that seriously. Yeah. So. <laughs> you just come off as like a very like chill guy. Like yeah. let's like the vibes are going to be right here. Exactly. I'm going to be in the center of them. I want to be at peace with everybody, man. Yeah. I just love everybody for, you know, just totally cool. Um, so who are your favorite? Now, I know we can probably easily go into like world famous comedians, that kind of thing as far as inspiration. But you work with a lot of local comedians mm-hmm. that are freaking hilarious. Some have moved on to, like we said, Joshua Jordan is actually mm-hmm. now, I think in Houston, mm-hmm. or at least he was the last time I was, anyway. Um, who's your like, and, and you don't even have to like say these are the only ones obviously, but off the top of your head, mm-hmm. these local between Lafayette and Baton Rouge, these local sort of Louisiana comedians, who do you look for as far as like inspiration or, you know, like who's making you laugh? Oh man, there's a lot of people that are making it's there's so many funny people who are just they're at whatever level they are for whatever reason. Right. Um so as far as as far as inspiration goes, I would say pretty a lot of the people that I work with, I'm only really I'm only really gonna work with you if I think you're funny. So Okay. Okay. Um there's there's and there's a lot of that. Um it's like I mean it's like just cogs in a machine. Like everybody has their different things that they're good at. Right. So I mean, I could go and watch somebody 
I've seen it happen before where someone's like, well, I don't really mess with that, that person because I just don't like their kind of humor. And it's like, okay, you don't like it. But if you add that onto a show, like there's going to be people in the audience who are going to like that. Yeah. So it's, that's what I, I'd see it like just like creating, like I said, you know, just like creating the entertainment for it, bringing in all of those different people to where it's like kind of a diverse and you have different, uh, different types of laughter that's happening. You have right. different types of jokes and comedy styles that are happening. Uh, as far as like inspiration, um, JP Leonard over in Lafayette. Oh dude. Funny, uh, funny guy. Yeah. Super funny dude. One of the, one of the funniest guys I've met, but he's, he's also just helped me out a lot as far as like, you know, teaching me things about, you know, running comedy shows and, and, uh, you know, helping me get bookings and things like that. So he's kind of the you of Lafayette, right? Like he sort of brought comedy to Lafayette or am I wrong? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah. Okay. He's just way, yeah. way more advanced than just I Just a few am. years yeah, ahead yeah. of time, which is fine. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. He's a super nice guy. I actually got to, to meet him. Um, it's been a while now, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's hilarious. What, uh, who else? Uh, Tyler Arsenault. Oh my uh, God. He's yes. another good guy. Uh, his very joke, funny dude. His joke about feet. And his mom reposting <laughs> the thing. God dang it. That's hilarious, dude. That cracked me up. Dude, it's so funny. It gets me every time. It's just like he was telling me the other day. It blew up on uh, Instagram. Last time I saw, I think it had like over 20,000 likes. And nice. Like hundreds of thousands of views. He looks like, I mean, he's one of those guys you could tell like he, I could see him on Saturday Night Live or mm-hmm. something like, like he's got a huge future ahead of him. I yeah. Think. Yeah. He's really funny. So me and him are going to Austin this weekend to do comedy shows uh east austin comedy club tomorrow and saturday night yeah and then uh but sat we're going because we got booked for an anime convention nice yeah and right uh, it's a room that a good buddy of mine runs and uh he said there's gonna be like over 400 people there nice in the room. So it's gonna be massive you say people but you mean like sweaty 13 year old boys right? well, they're just furries yeah they're, oh yeah, yeah oh, they're God. furries i'm hoping to find me a nice sweet fox <laughs> oh good so, luck yeah. to you man when i say foxy lady i mean <laughs> foxy lady i mean she's got a costume on and absolutely yeah yeah, it's gonna get weird the costume stays on during sex of course that's right look me in the eyes (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell they're googly i can't uh, where where are you looking at bushy tailed minx (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that was a thing until like i was in the navy for a short time okay that's Mm -hmm. a story for a different day Mm -hmm. uh but yeah Dude, there were people on base that would walk around with like tails hanging out of their pants and stuff. In the Navy? I'm not kidding. They would yeah. allow that? Well, apparently so. They would just walk around wow. and they weren't in full regalia, but they'd have the they'd have the tail out the back, you know, and you're like, "What are you why are you doing that?" And somebody yeah. was like, "Oh, they they're furries. They that's the kind of thing that they enjoy. No way. I, was like, I didn't think the military would allow that. Dude, yeah, when you whenever you got free dress, it's free dress, you know, so you wear whatever you want, um, I guess, you know, but yeah, that was weird. Uh, trust me, that's the tip what? of the iceberg as far as weird goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This may, and I, I thought I had this thought, but this, and this may be a Shane Gillis bit from his latest special, but okay. could you imagine going to war against people like, <laughs> against the United States Army? Yeah. There's some dude in, you know, full, full furry <laughs> regalia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I pre- I don't want to take that. I'm pretty sure that is a Gillis pick, uh, but that is just such a fun. That's all I can and think you look about. Over your buddy, and you're like, we're gonna win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they know yeah. they're they know they're gonna win. Red Dawn's yeah. happening. <laughs> they're they're swooping in. Patrick Swayze's in a, in a, in a snake you. costume. Sketch, sketch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> anyway, oh god, it was a different time, man. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank God, though. There's God. There's so many stories there. We're not going to get into that. You, dude. You, I've been talking this whole time. Tell me a story about the Navy. Oh man, it's uh, the old Navy, and you got yeah. pants for fifteen dollars <laughs> a piece. <laughs> I went to the old old Navy. Yeah, that was. It cost you just your soul. Anyway, um, no, remember, dude. I told a joke about it actually at, at the Kill Tony thing that we did uh, at OB's, mm-hmm. and I was like, at, at eighteen, I joined the Navy on a coin toss, or I tossed a coin and joined the United States Navy. And like the dude in the, the back apparently was in the Navy, got really excited, and I'm just like internally going, "Well, you're not gonna like how this goes." It's <laughs> like, uh oh. So yeah, no, I that's how I joined. Uh, people don't realize like I joined the military. I had just gotten off of work at the buckle, went to a gas station. Right then, it was uh, the recruiter station was across from the mall. Mm-hmm. I saw it, never thought about it before, but went to the gas station. I was like, military or no? Military. Wow. Air Force or Navy? Navy went and signed the papers that day and uh, shipped off shortly after that. That's that a good insane. Times. No, it was. And it is not the way to make decisions. You should really think about things before you do them. Yeah. I'm just going to give that to the kids out there. The more, you know, Har- you Harvey Dent's coin. Was, it was, it was two sided. It was the same thing on both sides. Yeah. 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 You I, could make really bad decisions that way. And I'm not saying the Navy's a bad decision for everyone. I'm, you know, this is them glad that we got people to do it it's awesome mm-hmm. uh there was a lot that i didn't take into account about myself at that time i'm not an athletic person i know that you are surprised by that looking at me but uh you look like a track star these uh these arms and legs are not just for show i'm very weak <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just for turning around and, and crying in the corner so my wife doesn't see me it's just enough energy to push me over yeah, just enough to huddle and lift a tissue uh but yeah <laughs> Cover the vitals as she beats me. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, but no, yeah, I joined it and uh, wasn't my favorite thing. Um, but ultimately, I got out kind of early. We just sort of parted ways. They were like, hey, you want to act like this never happened? And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, I do. And they were like, bye. <laughs> Later. Like, bye. That's the, that's the abridged version, basically. So after a year and a half, I was, uh, I was out of there. I, I was in a band, joined that, went to uh, Orlando area, started doing that. We were terrible, mm-hmm. not very good. Uh, and so it didn't do much there. But it was a cool experience, for sure. I don't know. It was good times. But I uh, wouldn't necessarily do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so not at all. You were in a band in Florida. What, what happened there? Well, actually, while I was in the Navy, I was in a band that like <clears throat> I happened to meet this drummer while I was on uh, this watch, you know, this random watch one day. They were looking for a singer, something that I had not really done before, but felt like I could, you know, so this is just par for the course. I'm just going to try it. Yeah, why go, not? Go for the best. And uh, so they were practicing and it, dude, and honestly, at that point, it was not fun. I was not having a good time. It's mm-hmm. not what I signed on for. Yada, yada, yada. A lot goes into that. But I was like, I just need a lifeline, right? So I started, I was like, hey, can I audition? I went and auditioned. Apparently, I could sing a little bit. So I got the spot, and we would, you know, it was just something to go do, yeah. right? Uh, the drummer got out of the Navy. Then the guitar player got out of the Navy. Then I got out of the Navy. And then, dude, the bass player met us in Florida. He was already on submarines, right? Because I was on submarine base, Groton, Connecticut. He was already on submarines. He got off in San Diego and just left and came and stayed with us in Orlando, which is uh, it's called AWOL. Yeah, he, boy, went MIA. Yes, sir, he sure yeah. did. Yeah, he sure did. And so he was staying with us. Ended up eventually uh, he was walking down the road, got picked up by a cop, 
just asking him for his stuff. Got shipped back, I believe, to San Diego. I've not seen him since then. Apparently, he's doing very well. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, um, actually, I miss these guys, man. I don't get to see them all that often. Long story short, the drummer's doing awesome now, too. He owns a koi farm in Tennessee, which I was recently All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a crazy. A koi farm? A koi farm. Wow. Of koi fish. Yeah. In Tennessee. I know it's crazy. Does he supply all of the Chinese buffets with uh, like the fish at the front of the store? They are delicious. Oh, nice. No, I don't know. No, in the back of the these store. are just yeah. pretty ones. They're just pets. I don't think you would eat these ones. Mm-hmm. They're too pretty to eat. Yeah. You know? No, no. Koi fish are beautiful fish. That's one of my favorite parts about. I think sure. it was uh, might have been Hong Kong when it was rest in peace. You know, when it was still open, but they had uh, but they had like the koi ponds in the front. And that yeah. was like one of my favorite parts is like walking uh, in and you got to see all the koi ponds. You will know, sir, that, that your boy has sold some houses at some point when you come to my house and there's going to be a koi pond. And we're not there yet. I haven't sold koi pond ho- amount of houses yet. Yeah. But one of these days, I do, I do think they're beautiful and I would love to have a koi pond. Yeah. You're going to get that koi pond money. One day, dude. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming. It's coming. They want to have the glass-sided ones, not the ones in the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I've already thought about this. I want the glass sided so you can see it like it's, you know, like from the side and the top. Mm-hmm. Get ready. The world ain't ready for this. Ain't ready for this. They ain't ready. Nah. <laughs> so what you got coming up, man? Any interesting uh, dates or anything people need to know about? I uh, got this, uh, the weekend in Austin, like I was talking about. Uh, next couple shows I have in Lake Charles are gonna, both going to be at OB's. Yeah. Um, so this Monday, I have Ariel Isaac Norman coming in. Um, I've seen her perform before. She's h- absolutely hilarious. She has an OnlyFans, but it's for comedy. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they have OnlyFans <laughs> is like, comedy is pretty big. Yeah, it's for anything. Oh. It's just well known for the porn. That's literally all I've ever heard about. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But I you mean, can I'm assuming. Anything. Yeah. yeah, obviously I've never been. To, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah, it's only for your fans, but you know you could you could be naked and do shit on there. So people were like, "Hey, let's bang and make a billion dollars." I tell you what, if real estate had slowed down anymore, your boy <laughs> might have had to get up on there. You know, yeah, shake shake daddy's little money maker for a couple extra bucks. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, a couple tricks. This one's called the helicopter. Get ready, <laughs> bald man. And now the helicopter the other way. Yeah. That's and those are my tricks. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's all we got. That's all we got. This was. Let me read the comments. You're not even doing a helicopter. I'm doing what I can. Okay? I'm doing what my it's best. It's cold. It's <laughs> cold outside, and y'all need to mind your business. <laughs> we are under a freeze advisory. I'm sorry. It's hard to perform under these conditions. Okay? I'm stressed out. There's a lot of things going on. <laughs> Local realtor breakdowns with penis out on OnlyFans. Oh my god! I'm the only one on OnlyFans that has to pay people. Like, they, <laughs> like I, I lose money somehow. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, now nah, I'm just gonna skip it. We'll stick to the real estate yeah. <laughs> for now. For now. For now. For now. Still a just chance. Put a pin in that one and see what's up. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll stick something in it. We'll, uh... <laughs> Not for no money though. I'll tell <laughs> you that. You go. <laughs> You gonna pay me? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so Ariel Isaac Norman on yes. uh, on a Monday, she was an actual Kill Tony judge. No uh, kidding. Yeah, maybe a year or two ago, something like that. I remember watching the episode. It was whenever I first got into it because I was looking at all the names and I and I remembered hers. Or I remember her, so I was like, oh, you know, let me check it out. So uh, she's coming on Monday. She's gonna headline. 
Uh, it's going to be a book show. Nice. And then uh, Monday after that, we're doing another ghost roast. It's going to be the semifinals. Okay. Um, so that'll be fun. Chase is in that one, right? Chase, Chase Bone? Nah, Chase, Chase well, he won't is be he in that one. not doing that one? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I've seen him do something recently where he was like Bob Ross or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did Bob Ross. Okay. Uh, he didn't win. Okay. Uh, uh, it happens. It happens. It's, it's, That's all right. It's a, yeah. We'll still shout out to Chase because he's hilarious. He, he makes me laugh every time. Very that funny guy. Guy's guy. so freaking funny. Yeah. And I really hope Chase sees this. I hope he does. Because this. Chase, Chase like, he's like, hey, I'm taking a little break from comedy for a little bit. Why? So Don't you better, do that's it. That's what I'm saying, Don't man. Don't you do Dude, it, Dude, way too funny. Thank Lake you. Charles comedy is the best it's ever been. That's right. It's only going to get better. Yep. He is the best he's ever been. He's only going to get better. Come back, Chase. Come back, Chase. We need you, buddy. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, that's 40 minutes in. That's probably uh, uh, more than anyone will ever listen to, guaranteed. So if you made it this far, you are a true champion. You're a real one. Get ready. You are a real one. And it's fire and hundred. I don't know what the kids say. Um, Peachy Keen. Thanks for being just Peachy Keen. Peachy Keen? Yeah, yeah. That's from the About to say, maybe 30s, kids from the probably. 30s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, let, me tell you about, let me tell you about kids and their slang, bro. Yeah. All these kids now are depressed. They were in a real depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big difference. Yeah, you're getting walnuts for Christmas. Yeah. You think that'd go over well with kids nowadays? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, All right. Yeah. But anyway, look, thank you guys for listening to this As Yet Unnamed podcast. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Later.